Hey, welcome back for another Sunday morning, another week. And what a great way to start off the week with reading scripture. Yes, Sunday School with Ken. Welcome in. Come on into the classroom. Grab a seat. Grab a seat anywhere you want to sit. Grab a seat and uh, I'll get the flannel graph ready here. And we'll all come in. We'll go to Sunday School together. Boy, I don't know about you, but I'm really enjoying the story of uh, the children of Israel and Moses trying to get them freed from Pharaoh. You know, sometimes, hey, look, I'm all for growing in the Lord and in the New Testament and the applying scripture and uh, increasing in your faith and just obeying the Lord um, by the precepts and principles and ah and, and the New Testament the new covenant and uh, but you know what there's something to be said about the stories in the Old Testament I mean we know all of scripture is beneficial from Genesis to Exodus. But sometimes I think, I don't know, it's just me. I'm going to just speak for myself. Um, I, I miss I miss the, the richness of the Old Testament. Of course, all Scripture is rich. All Scripture is of God. But uh, often when we study, we stu- I think we tend to study more in the New Testament. But um, I'm looking back into the New Testament. And I'm really... I'm really enjoying kind of going with the children here on on this story. I kind of feel like I'm almost there with Moses and Aaron and going before Pharaoh. So just to get you updated, if you're just joining in for this week, uh, Synopsis, Synopsis. Of course, we know the birth of Moses. Moses was saved. Um, taken to the household of Pharaoh by Pharaoh's daughter, raised in the household, becomes a leader. One day sees a fellow, one of his fellow Hebrews being beaten by an Egyptian. He goes over there, kills the guy. Later, he's, it's found out, um, he's called out on it, that someone saw him, runs out to the wilderness, be, becomes a shepherd. Lord speaks him to the burning, vis, burning bush. Hey, you're going to go back. You're going to talk to Pharaoh. You're going to get the people free. And, of course, Moses says, Oh, Lord, I don't speak well. Um, I'm shaky in the knees. <laughs> no, but he doesn't speak well. God says, All right, take your take Aaron with you, and uh, he's going to speak for you, but you're going to still do the work, and I'm still going to speak through you, so you're going to have to open up your mouth too. Um, we found out that God was just not letting Moses off the hook. He said, I'll help both of you speak. So um, we, we later we began where um, he kind of goes back to the children of Israel, tells them what he's about ready to do. And then he goes to Pharaoh and the Lord uh, uh, sends some uh, nasty things their way to try to uh, tell Pharaoh, hey, let the people go. So um, sends a bunch of plagues. And uh, right now we're on the fifth plague. We're in chapter nine. So... Um, I'm going to take a short, short break. Get your Bibles ready. Don't, you know, hey, when someone's reading scripture, 
make sure they're reading it right. Make sure they're reading it right. Get your uh, get your Bibles ready. Uh, right now, I'm I'm using the ESV this week. The ESV. Um, I like the NIV. People will argue with me, but I mean the ESV is okay. But <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm using the ESV this week. So uh, we'll take a break. Go get your Bible. Maybe get your cup of coffee. Um, I didn't bring any donuts for Sunday school class. Maybe we can do that someday. <laughs> Virtual donuts. But let's take a let's take a quick break, and uh, we'll be right back. All right, all right, we're back. Are you ready to begin? Are you ready to begin? Uh, this is this has been getting good, man. Every time uh, Moses goes to Amun, goes to Pharaoh, and says, uh, "God said, let the children go. He's going to send a plague." Um, Pharaoh starts to do it, but he says, "Nah, I'm not really going to do it," and uh, he changes his mind. So let's go on to the fifth plague. We're in Exodus chapter nine, the fifth plague. Then the Lord said to Moses. Go into Pharaoh and say to him, Thus says the Lord, the God of the Hebrews, Let my people go, that they may serve me. For if you refuse to let them go and still hold them, behold, the hand of the Lord will fall with a very severe plague upon your livestock that are in the field, the horses, the donkeys, the camels, the herds, and the flocks. But the Lord will make a distinction between the livestock of Israel and the livestock of Egypt, so that nothing of all that belongs to the people of Israel shall die. And the Lord set a time, saying, Tomorrow the Lord will do this thing in the land. And the next day the Lord did this thing. All the livestock of the Egyptians died. But not one of the livestock of the people of Israel died. And Pharaoh sent, and behold, not one of his, not one of his livestock of Israel was dead. But the heart of Pharaoh was hardened, and he did not let the people go. I don't know how much Pharaoh. I want to know Pharaoh's character. Um, you know, Scripture doesn't tell us a whole lot um, with Pharaoh, but wow, what a strong personality. What a strong personality Pharaoh must have had. Now, I know the Lord did say he was going to harden his heart in the other verses in chapter 7, chapter 8. But I think Pharaoh. Here, here's some here's some speculation by Ken. Speculation by Ken. This is not scripture. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say, I think one as we learned earlier about the secret arts, the magicians, the sorcerers that Pharaoh had as at his disposal. I think he put a lot of faith 
in the dark side, in Satan, on the dark side. Scripture doesn't say that here. But this is what I'm speculating because Pharaoh has seen the signs and the works of God. His sorcerers have tried to duplicate some of those. And then God sends more plagues and Pharaoh still doesn't listen. So, wow, Pharaoh, I think, was very darkened by Satan. I'm, I'm going to say that. That's Kenny's interpretation. Now, Scripture says his heart was hardened. God did that, and he's just not letting the people go. But I think there's... Um, reasons for that I think earlier in chapter 7 I believe it was or maybe it was chapter 8 where they talk about the dark secrets the the, the sorcerers that was real and I don't think that was a surprise to Pharaoh so I think they were living in very in a period of very manifestation, manifestations were coming both from God and then and then Satan. So I don't think that I don't think it was a surprise to them. So maybe that's why Pharaoh still isn't letting the people go, because because he thinks this is a game. This is a game. How how far is this going to go? I think he thinks he can win. Well, let's go on. Um, verse 8. So we're in Romans. Romans. <laughs> right? That's a good book to study. We're in Exodus uh, 9, verse 8. The sixth plague. And the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, Take handfuls of soot from the kill. I'm not sure how you pronounce it. But basically soot from the ovens when they would fire up the ovens. And then the leftover soot that would be burnt in, into soot like fireplace soot and let Moses throw them in the air in the sight of Pharaoh take the soot throw it up in the air in front of Pharaoh it shall become fine dust over all the land of Egypt and become boils breaking out in sores on man and beast throughout all the land of Egypt so they took soot from the fire pits and stood before Pharaoh and Moses threw it up in the air and it became boils breaking out in sores on man and beast. And the magicians could not stand before Moses because of the boils for the boils came upon the magicians and of all of the Egyptians. But the Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh and he did not listen to them. Stop right there and go back. So the magicians are there too, right while this is happening, while Moses is throwing them up in the air. So, um, but they're still not listening. They're still not listening. In fact, it said they had to flee because of the boils. So boils came upon them, and they're just like, uh, we're out of here. Uh, we're not going to try to duplicate anything. <laughs> That's Kenny's uh, interpretation right there. But it does say they, they left. They could not stand the boils. So they took off. 
Um, so let's go back here to verse thir- verse 12 again. But the Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh and did not listen to them as the Lord had spoken to Moses. So the boils were not enough. Man, imagine the boils. I don't know if you've ever... I mean, I don't know if I've ever had a, like boils. I remember my brother uh, one time dumped a hot pot of boiling um, I think my mother was either my mother or my grandmother was canning beans and and my brother Donnie um, took the lid off the cooker and it exploded all over him and he had boils all over his body I don't know if that's really boils but he was burnt severely and uh, I couldn't imagine that. I couldn't imagine in all your people in your whole land, except for um, the Hebrews, were all covered in boils. Man, I couldn't imagine that. Ooh. All right, let's move on. We're going. We're in uh, verse thirteen. Then the Lord said to Moses, "Rise up early in the morning, and present yourself before Pharaoh." And say to him, Thus says the Lord, the God of Hebrews, Let my people go, that they may serve me. For this time I will send all my plagues on yourself, and on your servants and your people, so that you may know there is none like me in all the earth. For by now I could have put my hand and struck you and your people with pestilence and you have, would have been cut off from the earth. But for this purpose I have raised you up to show you my power so that my name may be proclaimed in all the earth. You are still exalting yourself against my people and will not let them go. Behold, about this time tomorrow I will cause very heavy hail to fall such has has never been seen in Egypt from the day it was founded until now now therefore send get your livestock and all that you have in the field into safe shelter for every man and every beast that is in the field and is not brought home will die when the hail falls on them Then whoever feared the word of the Lord among the servants of Pharaoh hurried his slaves and his livestock into the houses. But whoever did not pay attention to the word of the Lord, excuse me, left his slaves and livestock in the field. Let's go back again real quick. Stopping right there at verse 21. Go back up to uh, verse 15. Let me read that again. For by now, I could have put my hand, I could have stretched out my hand and struck your people with pestilence and you would have been cut off from the earth. Wow, I think God here is showing a little bit of mercy. He's saying, basically, I could have wiped you out by now. Like, this is going on for no reason. It doesn't have to. I I could have been done with you a little while ago if I wanted to. But he says, for this purpose, I have raised you up to show you my power 
so that my name may be proclaimed in all the earth. So here, I find it interesting, and uh, some of you theologians can correct me. Um, write your letters, write to P.O. Box, no. <laughs> but some of you theologians and Bible scholars can, uh, you can write to me or let me know how I'm wrong here. But it seems to me God's trying to say, I'm, I'm doing this kind of like on your behalf. I raised you up to show you my power so that my name will be proclaimed in all the earth. I think that's God saying, kind of like what God did for Nineveh, I'm giving you a chance. If you recognize who I am and proclaim my name, God would have had mercy upon them like he did with Nineveh. I believe, I mean, it doesn't necessarily say that it, right here in scripture. I don't want to read into scripture something that doesn't exist. But he's saying, for this purpose, I have raised you up to show you my power so that my name will be pro proclaimed in all the earth. So he's not doing it without a purpose. His purpose is to allow his name to be proclaimed in all the earth. So he wants the Egyptians to proclaim his name. And then I think the Lord would have saved them. So I find that interesting, folks. Hey, let's go back down to verse 22. Verse 22. Then the Lord said to Moses, Stretch out your hand towards heaven, so that there may be hail in all the land of Egypt on man and on beast, every plant of the field in the land of Egypt. Then Moses stretched out his staff towards heaven and the Lord sent thunder and hail and fire ran down to the earth and the Lord rained hail upon the land of Egypt. There was hail and fire flashing continually in the midst of the hail, very heavy hail such as never been in the land of Egypt since it became a nation. The hail struck down everything that was in the field in all the land of Egypt, both man and beast. And the hail struck down every plant of the field and broke every tree in the field. Only in the land of Goshen, where the people of Israel were, was there, not, was there no hail. Now Pharaoh sent and called Moses and Aaron and said to them, All right, we're going to listen. We'll see what he says here. That was some mighty stuff that just happened. I mean, you already had the flies destroy a lot of stuff. You had the frogs destroy a lot of stuff. You have the... the wait, see, the, the, the frogs, the flies, the gnats, the, you know, the river turning to blood the cattle dying. You've had a lot of destruction. It's wonder if they're able to survive because, um, you know, the land has been devastated by these plagues. But, um, well, let's see. So verse 27, Then Pharaoh sent and called Moses and Aaron and said to them, This time I have sinned. This time I have sinned. He says, This time I have sinned. The Lord is in the right. <laughs> I love this. This time I have sinned. The Lord is in the right. 
and I and my people are in the wrong. As if there was ever any doubt. As if there was ever any doubt. All right. Plead with the Lord, for there has been enough of God's thunder and hail. I will let you go, and you shall stay no longer. Read that again, verse 20, 28. Plead with the Lord, for there has been enough of God's thunder and hail. Hey, let's take a quick break. Joe, Hebrew Joe, stop, stop blowing the shofar, Hebrew Joe, Hebrew Joe, you're interrupting the Sunday school lesson, would you grab a seat please, uh, he, what, Hebrew Joe, I know, I know, you like your shofar, I understand that, but it's not time for it, we're in Sunday school class, Hebrew Joe, all right, listen, if you sat down, you're already late for Sunday school class. But if you sat down, maybe after Sunday school class is over, I'll let you blow the shofar again, okay? So Hebrew Joe, grab a seat. Yeah, right there. That's fine. Grab a seat in the back row. Put the shofar down. Put the shofar underneath your chair. Okay. Thank you, Hebrew Joe. Sorry, folks. Um, if some of you might not have met Hebrew Joe, um, he, he was on actually our show when we did the history of worship music. Um, him and uh, Greek Mike. Greek Mike was on the show. Um, they both take a time machine and they they come in every every once in a while when they when they want to show up and join the lessons. But, uh, you know, Hebrew Joe sometimes gets carried away because he's really big on the shofar. He loves the shofar. So, um, but we'll, we'll get back to the lesson. I apologize for the interruption there. Um, so we need to get back to the story of Moses. So come on, let's do that. So isn't that just like us? Isn't that just like us? Some, it takes a long time to get our attention. You know, he, Pharaoh says, this time I've sinned. So this time I'll, I'll, I'll let the people go. That kind of reminds me of us as believers today. You know, how many times does God have to get our attention before we finally listen? I don't know. That's kind of like what I'm just getting out of this. Um, maybe I'm seeing this for the first time um, after reading this story throughout my Christian walk. But isn't it? That just strikes me. That, that's how we act towards God sometimes is, is God has to put us through so much and then we finally say okay God you got my attention you were right I was wrong as if there was ever any doubt that that was the case so well let, let, let's move on here um, so I will let you go and you shall stay no longer Moses said to him as soon as I have gone out of the city, I will stretch out my hands to the Lord. The thunder will cease and there will be, there will be no more hail so that you may know the earth is the Lord's. But as for you and your servants, 
I know you do not yet fear the Lord God. But the wheat and the summer, I'm sorry, let me read that again. But the wheat and the emmer were not struck down, for they are late in coming up. So Moses went out of the city from Pharaoh, stretched out his hands to the Lord, and the thunder and the hail ceased, and the rain no longer poured upon the earth. But when Pharaoh saw that the rain and the hail and thunder had ceased, he sinned yet again and hardened his heart, he and his servants. So the heart of Pharaoh was hardened, and he did not let the people of Israel go, just as the Lord had spoken through Moses. Well, we're going to stop there for today. That gets the, to the end of uh, chapter 9. Wow, that is so... Uh, maybe I shouldn't say like us, but like as me, I know in my life, as God tries to discipline me, discipline me, discipline me, and he has to do it over and over again until he finally gets my attention and I go, oh, okay, okay, okay. Lord, I'm sorry. I, I, I repent, Lord. I, I'm sorry. I, I won't do that again. Um, I won't act that way. I won't live that way. All right, and then, so then God, God, he says, all right, I'm not, enough with the spanking. I'm going to let you go. And then I go right back to bad habits, bad attitudes, bad whatever, whatever the, you, you name your own personal sin there and uh, I'll name mine. But uh, that is so like me. And I'm sure I will include you in that too, because I'm sure we're all in the same boat. How many times does God have to discipline us before we finally listen? Especially with Pharaoh. I mean, Pharaoh, you've already been through so much. All the plagues that was sent down from God, was it not enough? I mean, the first one with the with the, the blood, the Nile turning to blood. You had no water. You had no water. Your water was blood. Oh, my goodness. Ow, wow, I wish I could be a fly on the wall back then. I get it, fly on the wall, because there was a fly, you know, fly pestilence. But anyway, wish I could go back in a time machine like uh, like our friend here, Hebrew Joe. Hebrew Joe. No, Joe, no, no, Joe. Joe, Joe, Joe. It's not time for the show far. Not quite yet. Hold on. That's our friend, Hebrew Joe. But, uh, wow. I just can't get over Pharaoh's personality. It just keeps testing God. I mean, he's seen the works of God. He's seen the works of God. He tried to to compete with God by calling on his sorcerers with their secret arts to perform some miracles. I think he was trying to battle it out to see how he could turn this around and win the battle. Man, he should know by now he's not going to win that battle. So, ah, wow. I can't wait to get into next week, chapter 10, next week. I know we all know the story. 
We've probably all seen the biblical movies on TV. <laughs> hey, Charlton Heston, you did a good job, Moses. I'm not sure how accurate the story was, but... Um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, we've heard this story all our life. And it's great just to get back to it and uh, allow God to bring fresh new stuff out to me, at least. I don't know about to you, but wow. Hey, well, let's just uh, close in prayer. And then we're going to have, uh, I guess I'll give Hebrew Joe one more um, shofar. So we'll let we'll let uh, Hebrew Joe blow his shofar one more time. But uh, in all seriousness, no, let's, let's, let's close out in prayer. Heavenly Father, God, thank you for all that you do for us. Thank you, Lord, for your mercy, your mercy, Lord. Lord, truly, you, you, truly, Lord, you're so merciful to us when we don't even deserve it. We don't even deserve the mercy you show us. God, you're so merciful with Pharaoh. And Lord, how often we, we sin, you discipline us and we correct ourselves and then we go right back to the same old sin. So Lord, you are so merciful. I just uh, can't get over the fact of how merciful you are to me personally. So Lord, forgive us of our sins. Help us to follow close by you every day. Lord, I trust our week into your hands. Get everybody a good week, I ask in Christ's name. Go with us now. Amen. Okay, Hebrew Joe. Go ahead, blow the shofar. <laughs>